0: When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. Mm. So you got to unlock those emotions and thought processes and get away from the emotion of that experience that you had in the past. Yeah. Possibly and understand stay in the
1: relationship. Yeah, and understand what happened in the present. Like, okay, so you were disappointed because of why? Somebody comes at you with the feedback. I can't believe you did this, and you were unaware that they felt this way. How often does that happen? There's a complete misalignment of perception, and so you ask questions like, "Huh." Mm. I'm interested in your perspective because I I didn't see it that way. I thought everything went this way and we were in a good spot. But you have a different perspective. Help me understand. And then you let them explain themselves. Now they're probably still upset, right? If they came at you upset, and so they're going to be like, "Oh, well, blah, blah 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 blah, right?" Yeah. Breathe. Breathe while they Breathe. do this, right? And then listen to what they say. And think about it and be like, okay. So you you're saying that you experienced this this way. Well, here can I can I tell you what I intended? I went about it this way because I thought right. And now you're talking in a calm manner. Hopefully, they're breathing. And <laughs> if they see right. your <laughs> calmness, and that you know, if they come at you upset, they expect that you're going to come back at them. They're ready for the fight. Mm-hmm. But if you're calm and and you're having a conversation and you lean back, right? You make yourself a little bit vulnerable with your body language. You open up. Usually they'll start to calm down too. And you can say, okay, I tried to accomplish this in this way because I thought, did any of that happen for you? Cause that's, that's where I was going. Now asking them a question one, you told them your side. Now you get to hear their perspective on what you said. But also you ask them a question. They have to think and engage their logical pathways about what you just said. 50% of the time in this situation, when you're trying to de-escalate somebody who came upset, they never heard what you just said. They're gonna be like, Can you can you repeat the question? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're in fight or flight mode. And so then you can quickly rehash your position, and say, like, did you experience any of that? Because that's what I intended to do. And that back and forth will create self-control in yourself, possibly in the other party. And, and then you don't have to reach an agreement or resolution right there. You're like, okay, you know what? This was a good conversation. Let me think about this. Can we talk in a couple days? Because I really want to get to the bottom of this. And I want to figure out how this can happen better next time, right? And even if you're the one who's upset because you were offended, you were let down, you can have the same, you can have the same conversation, even if you're the one bringing the charges and that enables self-control and it enables relationship and an exchange of views and an understanding of how we can move forward better.
0: What I found in those situations you have, the, you have a first reaction, second reaction, and third reaction. Usually you're going to react in anger, yeah, resentment, or you have many different emotions in the first eight hours. Yeah. And sometimes I crisis. I go, okay, let's stop. Things are heated. Let's allow our minds to process through this. Let's give ourselves eight hours. Let's reconvene tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. if you give it eight hours, Your perspective is going to change within that eight-hour time clock or maybe 24-hour time clock. Yep. So, okay, today's noon. We're having a big blow-up. Let's do this. Let's uh, re-adjourn 12 o'clock tomorrow on Friday, and let's have a meeting. Because chances are everybody's perspective and anger and emotions is going to be totally different tomorrow. Yep. And I find that out 100% of the time when you're dealing with crisis management.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And and you're so right. Time allows things to calm down. And time is your best friend. It can be, for sure, especially if you use it properly. Um, So using that time, you should reflect. Uh, So the second set of leading with kindness values we have is mindfulness and purpose. Why am I here right now? why am I engaged with this person? Why is this situation successfully... What does the successful resolution look like? And why is that important to me? What are my purposes? And what are their purposes? What do they want out of this? If we can reflect on what we actually want long-term and align with what they want long-term, then it takes the the you and me right now out of this moment. Mm. And you can really have some good thoughts on that. You can write them down. You can come back for that second conversation and say, I spent last night thinking about what do I really want out of this situation? What do I really want with our relationship, our business partnership, this, this program all of this stuff. And and I also wrote some thoughts on what I thought you might want out of it as well. Because I think if we can really establish where we need to get to, that will at least lay a path that we can start walking on. And so you can lay out what you want to get out of it. And then here's what I think you might want to get out of it. What do you think about that? And you're starting it out with a positive, positive, aspirational right because we're human we're always aiming high not quite meeting the mark Mm -hmm. so now we're bringing that aspiration back up we're recognizing that humanity and saying we all want to be better we all want to be the best we all want to be well thought of we all want to be this let's help each other get there
0: that's powerful absolutely so win-win for all parties involved Personal growth. Yeah. What what joy I find is I see, when I see an agent or somebody in the industry that goes from here to here to here because they're personally growing themselves and they're investing in their personal growth and say they had a bad, you know, they had a bad experience, but they crushed that glass ceiling. They crushed that glass ceiling. And also, they become an amazing leader. Why? Because people believed in them. And what I find in this industry, a lot of people don't believe in themselves because they have a history of letting down some troops, letting mm-hmm. down some soldiers, letting down their brothers or sisters in combat. And they take that, maybe that military experience into the present day, and they go back to their experiences making decisions. And your past does not define your future. And I think Absolutely. a lot of people really struggle with that mindset. Interesting. The past does not predict your future. Making the right decisions affect everything in your future.
1: Yeah. We really can't allow past mistakes to haunt us and allow us to not move forward. But sometimes people keep reminding us of them.
0: They want to because that's that's the thing to hold you down for them mm-hmm. to feel like they have control over you. Especially some manipulative leadership. Maybe they yep. do manipulation tactics to keep people pushed down and that they're they're supposed to be serving. Yeah, I've seen all kinds of stuff.
1: Well, you remember um, in our first conversation uh, we had, we talked about um, coming from the military, law enforcement, and government. We get taught to lead people in the conflict, so. Mm-hmm. true we fall back on what we've learned how to create conflict how to, how to engage it. in conflict right so right. i think in the security industry we're more prone to that zero-sum mentality like i have to win and somebody else has to lose
0: yeah so true well said
1: so if you're if you're a leader or a manager or the owner of a company or a, a detail leader, how, how, how do you deal with that when you see that starting to happen?
0: People start fighting for slots and positions. Right. And they they're trying to protect that seat in the car, as they say. And you're on an RST, residential security team. And, you know, someone was bringing their buddy in. It gives them some hours. They want to take you out and you lose your hours and lose your paycheck. And it's just, I think everybody's watching their back constantly. Sad. And that's what I, that's what I see in the exec protection industry. Hey, people are watching their back for contracts. B, people are watching their back because uh, maybe the assistant detail leader's got a buddy that wants your position. There might be a better mm-hmm. fit. It's constantly that chess game being played in the industry. And so people, there's lack of trust. And that's why these details fall apart because the clients see the lack of trust within the team. And then the chief of staff or executive assistant hears the, the, the rumoring going on, on the detail, going uh, yep. Bob doesn't like Jill and Jill doesn't like David. And they, we don't want that. Why can't you guys get along? You're protecting us, we're the client. Why are you guys having those bickering going on?
1: You know, that's, that's really good really good thought that I think most people in the security industry don't dwell on. Why do families, why do companies hire security? It's because they want peace, peace of mind. They want calm. They want safety. They expect security to bring those things into their lives. Do we really do that?
0: Or are we bringing drama, infighting, and the tribe, the team? Because everybody's playing chess to get that position to make themselves yeah. look good in front of the executive assistant or whoever is the chief of staff. What do we really bring into that client, the family office? You
1: know, I spent like 10 years at Facebook uh all together and I developed a reputation for having the funnest projects and, and just like you know what, we do cool things but we have so much fun doing it and there was a reason for it um, one, I have really high expectations of what we're going to do two, We need to accomplish these things in a lighthearted manner because when you're joyful, when you're having fun, when you're with a joyful group of people moving towards a goal, fear can't exist there. Insecurity can't exist there. And when you see someone in a joyful environment who's not partaking, it stands out. And as a leader, I'll approach that person, but Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything going well? And well, you know, and, and you know, uh, maybe they have a personal thing, maybe, but often in these types of environments, they're like, I'm, I'm not, a, am not up for this. Hmm. Like everybody is so much better at their job than I am. Everybody is so much more confident or competent or whatever than I am. And like, I'm, you know, I'm going to let the team down. Like I feel it. Mm. Isn't that interesting that if you take the fear out, the fear becomes, I'm going to be the weak link and it self identifies. And you can work with that attitude. You can work with that person all day long because the problem usually is we think we're so amazing in everything that we do that we can't see when we're on the path to failure.
0: True. Because we're right? hiding behind that insecurity of fear and our brain is protecting whatever we got. And yeah. anybody comes by, we're, we're going to strike out, lash out because we're protecting, holding it close to our, our body.
1: And, and so in that joyful environment, I have the opportunity to say, I disagree. I've got you. What are you worried about? What are you struggling with? You know what? This one over here, they're really good at this. Let's buddy you guys up for a little bit. Let's just bounce, bounce your roadmap off of them, bounce your ideas off of them. See what happens. And uh, it's going to be fine. Oh, you've never done this specific thing before. No problem. I've done a hundred times.
0: I'll walk
1: you through it. I'll help you with this part. And As a team, we refuse to allow the team to fail, which means you can't fail either. We're not going to allow it. But for a joyful environment to exist, you have to have grace and acceptance. Mistakes are going to be made. Things are going to happen. That's human nature. Let's learn from it. It's okay. This does not define you. We accept you. Move on. And so I was in a position for the last several years, probably the last like five or six years I was there. We we're putting together these projects, and I and you know, they're like, Oh, and we need to bring in these people, this this team. I'm like, they can't come in here. And they're like, Why? Because they don't have fun, like they <laughs> are not joyful, Interesting. they bring. The insecurity that their management puts on them, they bring the downer Mm -hmm. that has been defined by the struggles their departments going through. It's nothing against them. It's just they cannot mess up this environment that is innovative, that is producing extremely high quality results. And they're not going to bring fear and insecurity into this project. And after a while, people respected that. And they're like, yep, you know what? You're right. And sometimes managers would be like, Hey, I want my people to be involved in Like we need to have a discussion before we can get there. This is what I see. And this is not personal, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't work this way. So like, what's the probability that we're going to see this type of behavior, this type of inner team dynamic that I don't allow. And, and you can have some really great conversations when they know it's not personal. They 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 are wanting to be a part of this thing for a reason. Wow. Why don't we do that? Why don't did why you ever get pushed back by the
0: executives when you did that?
1: Never. Because yeah, wow. they don't care about the results. So true. Okay. And everybody wanted to be part of it. They the want work to be part of cool. what you're creating. Yeah. So like if you were setting up a detail and you were interviewing people to join why wouldn't you set up a mission statement for the detail to say, hey, we are here to bring peace and calm to this family.
0: Absolutely. They're paying a lot of money for you to be there. You know, and here's how we're making going to six hundred dollars a day. That's yeah. Company spending a million dollars a month just on coverage. Not cheap. No. And, and,
1: and how do you measure peace and calmness? within, you know, a team, what are the expectations? Hey, you know what? I see you struggling. I'm not going to allow you to struggle. Come on. We're going to make it better. You know what? Maybe you're not the best fit for this type of role here, but you're really good at this. Let's swap some people around. Let's get you cross-trained. Let's give you the opportunity to learn and develop yourself. That is confidence inspiring.
0: Mentorship, coaching. Yeah. That
1: alleviates the insecurity and security.
0: Totally. It just destroys it. I think we need more of that. The leadership's out there, the listening to that. That's definitely something that needs to be done. As the industry shifts, a lot of people get out of the business because of COVID. But, you know... everybody's getting back to work too. And this is exploding, blowing up. I think we're going to need a big bigger need than ever before for security services out there. There's sure. be teams and cyber security. We're going to have teams that are that's going to be an industry that's going to explode with analysts. Yeah. And you got got to be able to work with each other.
1: And, and this extends beyond the people that we work with and the teams that we build. Right. Um, I was having a conversation, I was at a networking event last night, downtown Chicago, and I was having a conversation with um, an awesome lady who was telling me her tactics for dealing with like this new homeless migrant population that's starting to develop around a lot of these buildings in Chicago these people that are fresh from the border, they don't have places to go. They're going to experience their first winter. They're not speaking English. They don't really have any connections. They're living on the street around these nicer neighborhoods and nicer buildings. And she was talking about, Hey, you know what, how can we meet their needs? Like the building owners want them gone, you know, all of this stuff, but they have needs. How do we meet them? And, 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 you know, within, within crawl, we do a lot of threat management cases and we take the perspective that, Hey, this person is threatening your organization. And we know that people have a hierarchy of needs. Like let's find out what need they need met. Like how can we provide a service, get a service, figure out how to create a peace, an era of security around this person. if we can do that, they probably will leave you alone. That's better it's than down. the lawsuits and the police involvement. That's sometimes that has to be done, but that's not our first, that's not our first objective. We sure. want to understand the person in the situation and what could be possibly causing this type of behavior.
0: Yeah. They got a lot of issues in Chicago. One thriving city, industrial complex. Yeah. So many companies are out there. The Bulls, a lot of companies are leaving. Are they out of Chicago? Yeah. Got Texas thriving. I heard a lot of people leave in Minnesota now, too.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Yeah. So, what do, you, what do you see from the business perspective here with Kroll? Are you seeing. Um, for the you know next year, we're going fourth quarter already. What are you seeing? Budgets being slashed. Are you seeing increased budgets for next year? Presidential, you know, higher interest rates, lack of spending. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, um, man, it's weird that I do this. So, Security Journal America's October issue came out yesterday. Oh, did really? I? Have okay. an artic- I have an article in there on uh, what's it called? Uh, like creating a, uh, agility or or being agile in uncertain times. Uh, and the the premise of the article is twenty twenty four and beyond looks like increasing insecurity and uncertainty in the world in business. And so how can we, as security professionals, providing service, providing uh, solutions and and providing advice, how can we do that in a relevant manner when company priorities are going to be changing quickly?
0: Oh, it's going to be a different economy by then first quarter, second quarter.
1: Well, I I call it the change is always economy in that article, actually. Change is always happening.
0: Um, Absolutely, and,
1: and and companies are going to be increasingly agile. Anytime you get to a high risk environment, risk mm-hmm. is two sides of a coin. It's potential loss and potential success. Right? There's opportunity and risk. Security people never see that. No. <laughs> we we <laughs> see <laughs> yeah. the downsides,
0: exactly. but businesses
1: they they see that. They see it all, and, and, and so businesses become very agile in uncertain environments because they're watching the trends and they're moving where they need to move, which leaves security departments behind behind because we build our programs to protect everything forever. Uh, But when you're in a change is always economy Mm -hmm. to when you have corporate assets, that appreciate over a quarter or a half and then depreciate or are disregarded in the next three to six months. What are you, what are they spending their money on as far as security? Like you need to leverage enterprise security risk management philosophies. Um, somebody who can help you track what the business is most interested in right now. And what that life cycle looks like, what the business is hoping to get out of it. And then once they reach their goal, what is the next phase and what happens to that asset? And so you're going to have to say, okay, we have foundational security programs that most assets are generically protected by to a certain degree. Sure. But the prioritized assets that are very important for right now, even maybe if it's only for the next quarter or half, next three to six months, Mm -hmm. they need specific uh, security programs, but they have to align with the value, right? So if you have value rising and falling, all within six months, at what point does the cost of your mitigations overshadow the value of that asset? Right. And you'll never know that unless you're talking with the business and you are there as they're doing their marketing plan. And, hey, this is what we're accomplishing this quarter and 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 for the next six months. And then after that, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. Okay, well, what is the uncertainty mm-hmm. that all of these business people are entertaining in these meetings? We're doing this because we have to be agile. We have to strike while the iron's hot and then we have to move on. But around these initiatives, around these campaigns, around these assets, what is the uncertainty? You know, risk we often think of as a, you no, know, it's like a spiritual thing. It just kind of like floats around and it always lands on me when I don't want it to.
0: Right? Uh, of course, always, every time. Yeah.
1: But, but risk risk is really, if you look at it, Uh, Somebody in ownership of an asset and has assigned value to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there is uncertainty. Right. Mm -hmm. Or a potential for loss. And then there has to be a specific threat to that asset in some environment. So we are always looking like, Ooh, probability of loss, probability of loss. Like, what do you think? What do you think? What about asking them like, Hey, what is the uncertainty that you're worried about that you have no clarity on Mm -hmm. that really could affect this initiative? Business people will talk about that all day long. And if you have those conversations and you define that gray area for them and say, okay, you're worried about this in these environments, here's how we can help you manage that. And we understand the value of this asset is this much for this amount of time. And so this is a short term program that's going to cost this much, which will protect this much in asset value. And then we'll roll the program off if you're done with that at the end of the six month cycle. And while that program is running, you're continuing to learn and what's coming up next and you're you're doing the next iteration, right? You're, you're basically running a scrum uh, campaign uh, with your security risk management philosophies. Kind of a fun article. And that's what we're going to have to be doing over the next year or two, maybe even three.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. We got presidentials coming around the corner. You got Russia geopolitical. We got China geopolitical. And we got, you know, The issue with the the border and the fentanyl coming up, and then that doesn't account for the higher interest rates where companies are going to borrow money to support projects and and incentives and stuff. Probably not. They're going to start cutting their budgets. And I've been hearing from many chief security officers out there I've talked to, budgets are being slashed for security support.
1: Uh, which creates an opportunity for consultants and, uh, yep. and vendors, right? Because headcount is more important than, or more mm-hmm. uh, expensive than, uh, than vendor services.
0: Did not know that. And that was a that well, was a golden I mean, tip right there. <laughs> yeah. This so, is a good so master that, class for leadership and security. Totally great master class.
1: And that's where we're headed.
0: Dang, that was awesome! Awesome content. Man, this has been a phenomenal podcast. Going over so many different business, psychology of fear and security. I mean, we covered a lot of content in the last hour. It's been crazy. <laughs> this is what you get with Tim Wenzel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. He
0: He's loves this. He thrives it. This is his. This is his. This is his. Uh, we call that your special um, forte. Your superpower. This is your superpower. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wow, yeah, we have a lot going on here. There's so much stuff about to happen that we haven't even seen yet.
1: But there's always opportunity.
0: opportunity. So let's uh, let's
1: look for <laughs> it and take advantage of it.
0: Absolutely. But yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, the kind of scans have been a huge impact on me. I mean, it re- reinvigorated my passion for the industry. I kind of lost it after you know lost my dad and. That was three years yeah. ago to cancer, then, you know, you got to come back from those losses and life continues. And you're like, now what do I do? What, what is my identity? And then I had flashbacks of me getting in the EP industry while I was hanging out with Tim and Winslow and uh, the Kindness Games folks. I'm like, why, why did I get in the EP industry? Because I loved it. I like protecting right. things. It's in my DNA. Now I'm running a company going, why am I running a company? What is my purpose? What is my reason? What is my why? And I was having those conversations all weekend Dallas. That's awesome. And just it just kind of it just pushed me to think, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? It's not about the money. Most company owners say, hey, you're crazy if you have a company. And uh, but it's not about the money. Money is just a byproduct of impacting people's lives. That's so all True. it is. But uh wow, what a week it was. well, <clears throat> and- oh, hey
1: man, thanks for inviting me back on, and I'm glad that you were able to have that experience with us. Um that is our vision for the industry, creating this environment to where everybody can be real, everybody can create relationships, everybody can free flow ideas, everybody can uh, be happy, man, and thrive.
0: And the kindness games affect so many other people out there. Changes lives. Changes my my life for the positive. Over five days. Hard to believe. Well,
1: Probably by the time you air this uh, podcast, our book's going to be out.
0: Oh, that's right. So uh, that
1: that chronicles the first year of the Kindness Games. There's, I think, like twenty people who contributed their stories and their perspectives on the first year of the movement to that book. It's it's a powerful book. Um,
0: make it. that on Amazon. Change. Yeah, yeah, it'll okay. be Amazon, Barnes and Noble's, the whole deal. Oh crap! And you have to do a book tour now. <laughs>
1: you see, I don't even know how that works. This <laughs> is sure a Jack weird time Carter, for me.
0: <laughs> Mike, Mike Trot can help you with that. There's so many guys out there, with, you know, good good stories and they know how to do that. Sure. Book tours. But the Kindness Games is rocking and rolling and uh, excited to be part of the tribe. And uh, it, good to have you. Thanks for having me as part of the family and the community, the tribe.
1: Everyone's Welcome.
0: Just make an impact. There you go. So this wraps up our podcast, uh, the recap of my experience in Dallas, Texas with Tim and Lee. And uh, yeah, if you have hesitations about it, reach out to Tim or I. And, uh, you know, we're just impacting people's lives in the positive way. And open to collaboration, forgiveness, grace. There you go. And those are the key elements to for any relationship, for that matter. And uh, please uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. And uh, click that YouTube thing, click it, and follow as well, and leave a comment on the podcast platforms that if you like us or not. You think we're just a bunch of idiots, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll take it in the stride. But we love what we do. <laughs> Tim's great at what he does, and he's sharing his special, unique gift to the world. And uh, happy to have him back on the podcast and just sharing a wealth of knowledge. And this was definitely a masterclass for security leadership, for sure. So thanks for joining us. Anything you want to add, Tim, before we close this up?
1: No, man. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on again. It was really good spending time with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got me reignited again. Fire in the belly. Nice. Crush this. All right, folks, we'll see you next time on the Fearless Mindset Podcast. And thanks for taking the time out of your day to join us. See you soon.